Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically Blind. I'm your host, Avery. This is a podcast where I share my experience living with vision loss, and we also talk about other topics around diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I have to get myself, you know, hyped to bring the energy on the podcast and the intro music does it for me. Like I, I, I like dance a little and I get ready in that way. But also I just kind of like think about the fact that this is the holiday season. And as I've mentioned before, like I'm a big fan of just like all the feels of the holiday season. And I I hit the ground running. Like day after Thanksgiving, we go. We get the tree because I like a real tree. And, you know, they can kind of be a pain to put up and to put together. And so if I'm going to go through all that, I want to be able to enjoy it for as long as possible. So the tree was up. The wreath was on the door. I hung the lights outside. Yes, that's right. I hung them. Cameron helped with our little projector thing because we have this projector that makes it look like snow is kind of swirling on our our house. And then last year I had lights in the yard and I decided to step it up this year. So I got some icicle lights and I hung those off of our upstairs balcony and discovered that I think there's a very special place in hell for whoever invented icicle lights. They're beautiful. But wow, like those things just even straight out of the box were so tangled. <laughs> I was luckily in a really good zen mood that day, thank God, because <laughs> if I wasn't, it might have been like last year when I tried putting up the Christmas lights where there were tears of frustration because I just, I get really into the lights. I'm really critical of them having to look perfect and that's just difficult. And when you can't see very well, it's even more difficult. But overall, just loving it. We got the stockings over our fireplace, got cozy Christmas scented candles and all that, like just going for the vibes. And I'm, I'm loving it a lot. I'm really feeling like I'm living my best winter self. And I think that it's especially helpful because now I'm much better about regularly taking vitamin D. And so I feel like overall my mood's a lot better than it's been in the past during this time of year because I've definitely suffered from seasonal seasonal depression at times and the the lack of sunshine now that I'm taking um taking vitamin D drops it it's a huge difference. I'm enjoying winter even more than I used to. I actually picked a picked out a different topic for today's podcast than what I'm going to cover. But I keep seeing this content. And I was venting to someone the other day about it. And they go, that would be a really interesting podcast episode. 
And I went, you know what? You're right. (laughs) And it's for me a little bit more pressing than what I was going to do. So here we are. And what I want to talk about is how I keep seeing on TikTok these uh, videos that are talking about blind privilege. And and what that's a take on is the idea of there was a lot around like pretty privilege. And we've talked about white privilege before, and I think I might have even touched on pretty privilege before. But, you know, pretty privilege is when the way that you look, like how attractive you are, it just makes it so there are less barriers for you. You know, people maybe give you things for free. They let you cut in line. They buy your drinks for you. Um, they help you with things. Just all that type of stuff. You know, the, if you're really, really good looking, maybe you've never had to stand in line for a club. I don't have pretty privilege because I've definitely had to always stand in line. I've never been able to just cut. <laughs> so. Well, I by no means think that like I'm a troll that needs to be living under a bridge. I'm I'm not going to be like having people clip back a velvet rope for me at all. And then one that definitely has been talked about is white privilege. And that just has to do with the fact that as a white person, there are things in in our lives. And I say are for like anyone who listening who is white, but acknowledging that not everyone is but I'll say for myself as being a white person I know that my skin color has made it so that there are things that I'm able to do easier without even having to think about it you know I don't have to worry about if I'm going into a job interview if my skin color is going to work against me in someone thinking that I'm the right applicant for the job or If, I mean, obviously I don't drive being blind, but if I did drive, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to worry about like, oh, am I getting pulled over because I did something wrong or am I getting pulled over because of my skin color? Am I being stopped on the street because I, I did something wrong or is it just because I'm walking here and my skin color makes me look more suspicious, quote unquote, to people? That's something I never have to think about. I, do I at times have to think about with my disability showing up into spaces, having the idea of is this going to be used against me or seen uh, people will interpret me as not being as capable or intelligent? Yeah, 100%. I have talked about that at a great length, so we won't necessarily dive into that. But then on this flip side where it's like, you know, that, and I, you could say it would make sense that the term cited privilege would be there. So if you do have use the use of your vision and you don't have to use corrective lenses, or maybe you do use corrective lenses, but you know, when you go out to a restaurant, you don't have to think about if you're going to be able to figure out what you want to order. Because you can just grab any menu. You don't need any sort of assistive technology or you don't need anyone to help you read it. And, and you can read that. You, when you go to a store, you don't have to worry like, oh, am I going into the right store? Am I reading the sign correctly? 
like, am I able to read the size on the clothing? Am I buying some, like, is this in my price range? Like, can I, can I just look at the price tag easily? Is this the color I'm actually looking for? Or am I thinking that I'm buying a dark gray and it turns out that it's like a forest green, but my vision's not great. So I didn't know that. You know, those are all things where you're able to move through life and things are easier for you and you don't have to worry about it. So when I saw these TikToks that were talking about blind privilege, I was like, what is this? And some of the examples were, oh yeah, like sometimes when I go places, I'm able to cut in line. Or, you know, if I get on a bus, people automatically will get up and and the, a lot of these people are people that have canes, I should say, or seeing eye dogs. You know, if I get onto a bus, people will automatically get up and give me a seat to to sit down in, um, especially near the front. Or I have um, a, a bus pass where since I have a handicap, since I have a disability, I get a discounted rate. And they were referring to these all as blind privilege. Yeah, let's unpack that. That's not privilege. That's not privilege because privilege is you just things being easier for you within like th- no like yeah those things like oh that's nice it's but those those are accommodations you know it's it's not it's not like someone who doesn't have what's going on for you like life is exponentially harder for them in comparison to what's happening for you. No, like the reason people get up like to give you a spot is because they can tell that you might need to sit more. I know for myself that when I'm on the bus, I really do prefer to sit because it is hard for me to keep my balance. It's part of the reason that my yoga skills are god awful. Do I try? Yeah, I try. A for effort. But if you're actually going to evaluate how good I am, I'd probably get a C, honestly. And if it's a balancing pose, D minus, D minus, it's not good. I, they always say in yoga, like, oh yeah, I remember your, I believe it's drishki is what they call it. And maybe I'm saying that wrong, but it's your, your yoga stare. You're supposed to find a point and focus on it. and. And then that's how you're able to keep your balance. You can imagine that if you can't see well, it's kind of hard to find that spot to focus on. So that's part of it. But yeah, people getting up, it's the seats in the front of the bus are actually a lot of the times labeled specifically for someone who has a disability. So those areas, those are meant for you. And when you are going somewhere and sometimes you're able to go to the front line, maybe it's at the airport, maybe it's at a theme park, it's because maneuvering those spaces normally is going to be more difficult. So it's an accommodation given so that it's easier to be able to exist within that space and to be able to enjoy an independent life. 
And I do have a podcast coming up next week where I talk about, you know, the, the things that there are benefits that I'm able to take part of because of my, because of my vision, but they are accommodations, but I'm incredibly appreciative of that. When it comes to the bus and getting a lower fare, that's not just because that's not just for blind people. That's for anyone who has a disability. And a lot of it has to do is there's plenty of people with disabilities that, that they just frankly can't drive. I fall into that. And it is shown that many people who have disabilities, they do exist within a lower socioeconomic bracket. So making sure that the the rate which you have to pay is subsidized and it's lower, that's really important for being able to live an independent life when you that heavily depend on public transit to be able to go to and from places. So yeah, it's just it was frustrating to me. And I did see a few creators clap back on TikTok as well, saying, yeah, this isn't privileged. <laughs> These are accommodations. But it was just I would I would love it if someone's listening to this podcast and they have a different outlook on this. Uh because I I'm just sitting here scratching my head as to exactly why it's being called a privilege. I are we, like are we rebranding this? Because we're taking back the fact that that we do things like, oh, it's cool to be blind. I have no idea. Like I said, there are things that I'm able to take advantage of for sure. But I'm, I take advantage of these services because they, 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 they make it easier for me I, when I have to do other things. So I won't go into all of them. But for example, um, I have a handicapped parking pass, which I don't drive, but I'm a passenger. And for a really long time, I thought that I was like gaming the system. I was like, oh, look at me. Like I got this pass. I have this perk. Yeah. And I get really excited about it. And people who give me rides get super excited about it. But I do need that because me walking around in a parking lot is not a good situation. The longer I'm out there just trying to get like from the back of a parking lot to the location, the entrance to wherever I'm going, there is a higher likelihood I'm going to get struck because, you know, Maybe there's a Tesla out there. We've discussed that. Tesla's terrifying, just silent but deadly, um, as well as just like hybrid vehicles. And let's, let's be real. Like just people, there are a lot of bad drivers. There are a lot of bad drivers. There are a lot of people that don't pay attention. And if someone as a driver isn't paying attention and then I physically can't pay as close attention because I have low eyesight. That's a recipe for disaster. So it totally makes sense for me to have a handicapped parking pass so that I'm able to be near the front of the parking lot and I'm mitigating that risk of putting myself in a sketchy situation 
where I'm making it bad for potentially myself and someone else who's driving as well. Because as I've said before, I, unless I have my cane, a lot of people cannot tell that I have any sort of a significant visual impairment or blindness. And so they would just assume that I could see that they're backing out, that maybe a red light was flashing when I can't. And that's, that's scary. That's dangerous. So me having that pass is an accommodation. Do I appreciate it? Greatly. Greatly. But it is an accommodation. Also being able to take advantage of, you know, the Washington Talking Book and Braille Library and having materials sent to me for free if they're physical materials as well as um, having no limit on audiobooks that are checked out. People might think that that's a privilege since in most libraries with the audiobooks, you know, it times out and you only get a certain amount of time that you can use that that data file to be able to listen to that mp3. That's not the case for Watable audiobook files. But again, like that's an accommodation. That is the only way in which I am able to take in those materials and it can I will I will say that if you are blind you probably can consume an audiobook incredibly fast though but it is nice to be able to just like go back to those files that you have and revisit them and not have to like type in or voice dictate to try to look it up again and recheck it out you know it's just it takes that piece out of it which is so nice and I think part of it is too is that they they probably don't want to confuse patrons who They've downloaded it and then it disappears because it's not necessarily the case for all patrons, but a lot of people that do have blindness and use those services, a lot of them are older. A lot of them are older. And I'm not saying it's a rule of thumb that someone who's older doesn't understand technology, but there's a learning curve. There is. It's, there are 12-year-olds there are out there that know technology so much better than I do in my 30s. Right now, I'd argue there's probably five-year-olds that are better at a lot of technologies than even I'm at. And it just, it has to do with the fact that when you grow up and you're used to something and it becomes second nature, it's easier. And so if things, you're downloading them and they're disappearing, that's, that's probably an accommodation that they make just for specifically like the patrons who are leveraging that service really had to talk that one through. I hadn't thought of it before, honestly, until this podcast, but that's probably a big piece of it. Um, let me think, what are other things that people have said are like privileges, but it's really an accommodation? You know, a privilege, one could be when you're flying and they'll make the announcement that if you need additional time, people with small children or who need additional time to get down the, the jetway, you can board now. Uh, a lot of the time I take advantage of that and I will board. And But part of that is just I, I don't want to have to deal with people being in my way and tripping over 
things being like left in the aisleway or anything like that. Um, or, you know, people suddenly stopping when they're trying to get onto the plane and me not being able to tell and then like slamming into them. It's just, it's not a great situation. And so I do take advantage of that. I, I would argue that Cam does not necessarily see that as a positive or a perk because he is of the mindset and I don't necessarily disagree with him that, I mean, if you have your seat, you have your seat and you're going to be, you know, we don't really fly Southwest. So like every time we've flown, we have an assigned seat. So if you have that, What's the point in like trying to get on the plane as quickly as possible? Because you're just going to be sitting there for like an additional half hour. But I, I do like it. It makes me get settled. It makes me feel calm. Usually the flight attendants will come up. They'll introduce themselves to me. Let me know if I need anything um, because of my low vision or like if I need anything explained to just reach out. And so I, I personally do like that. But again, like. That's not me getting special treatment because, for example, those who have the frequent flyer status that get to go on super early, that's, that's privilege. That's definitely a privilege and a perk right there. For me, again, it's an accommodation, so it's easier for me to get down. Sometimes it will take me longer to like make my way as well, and the same if like someone has a mobility issue. Um, so for me, like when I hear people just talking about these things that are quote unquote privileges, it, it bothers me. It bothers me because it kind of flies in the face of the equity piece because when I hear privilege, it's something that it's giving you more of an advantage over someone else due to your specific identity. And I don't think that like any of these things give me a quote unquote advantage. They just make it because it's already trickier to move through life with low vision. It makes it easier for me to keep up with people that don't have low vision or any of that. And so it, it's helping to remove those barriers and create that equity that we're searching for. Accommodations are huge for that. So just if you see that content out there, if you hear someone that says that, you know, correct them. Like it's, it's not privilege. It's just accommodations. It's just what people need. And I really hope that people will catch on that this, this isn't how we should be talking about it. Because I think that there, there can be stigma around people getting accommodations and um, being afraid that these are going to make it look like they're getting special treatment when you're not getting special treatment, you're just getting what you need to be successful and to move through life. And that's where it really should be left. So that is my two cents on that. It is, like I said, it has been something that has been really 
bothering me when I keep seeing this content pop up. So I hope that that was enlightening for everyone. You know, with that in mind, I just, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're interested to hear some more of the things that are kind of, you know, high points, I guess, in a way of having low vision or being blind, like I'm going to talk about that in depth next week. And just a reminder that we will be watching The Family Stone this month. Uh, And we're not going to do it the last weekend, but we're going to be doing it on the 23rd of December because it's right before Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. We're being festive. And there's a lot to unpack in that movie. A lot of different identities, a lot of judging that's going on and people saying things that they probably shouldn't and not being very open minded. So I'm really excited for that. May have a special guest on the pod for that one, but stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer listening to it on. Go ahead and rate and review the podcast if you haven't already, because it's one of the easiest ways to help other people find it. And follow us on social media there is a facebook page as well as an instagram at basically blind pod and i'll see you next time bye